everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on SoundCloud and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. This is episode 18 and the second episode of Spooktober, what we're deeming our October and Halloween-themed, horror-themed episodes. So thank you guys very much for joining me today, and thank you to all the returning listeners and new listeners. Hello. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. <laughs> Taking my line now? You can't take my line. You son of a bitch. No, <laughs> I won't stand for that. <laughs> yeah. If I start seeing it in your YouTube videos, I'm going to get upset. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Our show 13, back here. It sounds like, I just like, it's hard to think of something that someone else hasn't already done. Like, you can't, you can't say, like, well, what's going on, everybody? Because that's, like, what other podcasts do or, like, Nade Shot on YouTube is always like, what's up, YouTube? And I'm like, you can't say that stuff now. It's taken. <laughs> it's your boy. It's your boy. I used to do that, actually, on my videos. I don't know if you guys have watched <laughs> any of my old yeah. ones, but what's going yeah. on, everybody? It's your boy, Flag Captain. That's what I used to do. <laughs> that was my jam. So, yup. How you doing, Daryl? What's going on? Doing all right. Feeling pretty good. Happy to be here today. Nice, nice. Well, again, thank you very much for your time, and thank you for joining me. As always, it is a, a beautiful time of year, Spooktober, as we were talking about uh, a little before the episode. It's also just perpetual red flag warning season uh, here in California, where we just wait on fires to combust out of thin air, apparently. It's like, now if there's wind, we all need to run. Uh-oh! It's wind. It's 10-mile-an-hour oh, wind. Everybody, shut everything down. Shut that shit down. It's windy. We got to hunker down, folks. We got to hunker down right now. Sorry, it's getting annoying to me here. I'm losing my mind a bit. You can tell. Mm -hmm. can tell. So yeah, as always, though, uh, we got a great show in store for you guys. Some horror-themed discussions for today, as well as a little bit on the PS5 UI update or videos that came out, um, you know, what we've been playing, etc., etc. But before we get into all that, I did want to say thank you to all our returning listeners. And if you are a new listener or a returning listener, please... Don't forget to leave us uh, some comments or a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because that's really going to help us find some new audience and uh, continue to grow the show, which is something we're all interested in doing. And additionally, you know, feel free to join into the Discord. The link for that is in the SoundCloud or on the SoundCloud page, I should say. And uh, we got merch as well, something uh, we haven't been doing as great of a job about shouting out as we probably should have. But you can get some hoodies, you know, some coffee mugs, a mouse pad. I'm currently rocking that at work, which is pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, I would encourage everybody to go over and to check it out. Where do we find that? Where do you find what? Oh, in the, in the Discord, they got some links there, but where else can we find it, Eli? Yeah, besides the Discord, you can find it on my Twitch page, primarily, um, and the Discord. Yep. Those are the best places to obtain that link. Indeed. And the Discord, again, I would really encourage anyone listening to go and check out. We got a really cool community of folks there. Um, a lot of people who are, you know, really into trophy hunting, obviously. And you can squad up there and continue to play games with folks who are like-minded and uh, some folks who are not like-minded, too, because that's okay. We wanted this to be a place for everybody to hang out and talk nerdy things. So thank you all again. And uh, yeah, with that, I mean, any updates on life, folks, other than the, the fire stuff? How, how are things? Counting down the days until my <laughs> wife and I move into our new place. Nice. What's the date for that? Yeah, it's, I think you've uh, told me before, but I've have forgotten. It's in December. It's fluctuating at the moment because with everything going around, uh, you know, 
that's going to change because uh, with the fires happening recently, it kind of stopped construction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can still stick to the timeline that we were given. And, um, you know, I thought we were done with fires, but it looks like we have another one. So hopefully this one can be tamed. You know, it can be contained pretty quickly. And, um, yeah, so hopefully we can move in by December 11th. I'm pretty excited about that, but I'm also nervous because uh, history has repeated itself plenty of times where my wife and I, we tell ourselves that we're going to do a really good job moving, and it never <laughs> happens. Like, we botched the whole moving process the day of. And, um, I mean, we start off strong. Like, we're packing up the weeks before the move. And then as we get closer to the move out date, we just have half the house unpacked. So on the day that we're moving, you know, we're packing what we've already packed and mm. we're also packing the stuff that's not in the boxes yet. So Oh, I see. I see. It's it's very chaotic. I uh, just not a fan of moving just because of, you know, our past history with it, but mm-hmm. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I hope it goes really smoothly this time, but uh, you'll get I, there. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get there. strategy. As yeah. long as nothing breaks, right? Oh, yeah. As long as nothing breaks, like my PlayStation, of course, and you know <laughs> some some other, <laughs> some other things. But you know, w- when I moved up here from LA to Napa, I had my PlayStation packed, and it was in the ride with me the whole trip, like the whole eight hours, like in the passenger seat next to me. <laughs> like a little baby. Like, yeah. Seatbelt, like my seatbelt wife. And all. <laughs> yep. That's funny, man. Do you should like, do you do the approach of, uh, you know, like trying to do like a box a day or something for like the two weeks leading up to your move? Like I, I remember doing that cause I've moved, to, I've moved across country a few times and that was kind of the approach that I took was like, okay, like two weeks out, Today, from my kitchen, one box is getting packed. And then you get, you kind of just like keep condensing it down until it's like, you know, the couple days before, you really only have like a couple sets of plates and shit that you guys used to eat. And then like a few pairs of clothes and, uh, you know, like your PlayStation and TV or whatever. So you have something to do. And that's about it. I've never gone with that approach. Um, Typically, what my wife and I have always done was we'll just try to pack whatever. And um, I'm going to try to implement that this time around, like what you've done, where it's at least a box a day. Or at least maybe we try to do like five per week. We'll we'll, kind of play around with it, but we definitely got to start doing some packing. And things are starting to slow down at work, so hopefully with the extra day off, you know, I can do a little bit more packing. That's a good point. Yep, yep. What about you, uh, Eli? How are things? I saw, you know, Zayden had a birthday recently, which was great. and released a pretty cool video on your uh, YouTube channel about that. How did that go? Yeah, that was pretty intense to make, but it, he really liked it and enjoyed it. So it was, it was all worth it. Um, but he's five years old, right? Uh, so he's, he's going to get his driver's license here any day. I know, right? right? Probably <laughs> tomorrow. It'll be before I know it. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, he's like he can get on all like the big kid rides already because he's so tall. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. He's he's as tall as like an average seven year old. Dang. And he's five. Lucky guy, <laughs> man. Some of us don't hit our growth spurts until we're like seventeen or eighteen. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like a 
what do you call that? The blessing is a curse or whatever, because he he gets a lot of growing pains and it always comes at night. Yeah, his legs always hurt and stuff, and I think it's made him a little bit like uncoordinated. Like I think he's very athletic, mm-hmm. but I think with all the growing and changing in size, it, it, I feel like it throws him off a bit more than than usual. That's a good point. It's like he's got to grow into his body or something still, you know, like yeah, un- understand how to use it before he gets used to it. Yeah, I don't envy you in terms of like buying clothes and stuff like that. Like I remember being a kid, obviously, my parents were like, we're not going to spend that much money on clothes or whatever because you change them every year. Like mm-hmm. none of them fit anymore like the next time. And sa- same with like snowboards and stuff like that. It's like you're going to rent because buying you one, you're going to outgrow it in like two years or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Especially with him, I don't even know what to buy anymore. It's like, is that gonna, you know, because they go once you get to like two, you get two T, three T, four T, five T, and it kind of goes with the age. But it's like, all right, I gotta buy like seven or eight T for my five year old. Yeah, you gotta plan ahead, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then sometimes it makes me look like a. It's like, yo, dude, get your get your eight to eight year old together here. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's four. He just turned five. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point as well. I hadn't thought about that. Well, fuck them. Uh, fuck everyone else then. Who cares what they think? Yeah. You know. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's my approach. But like, I just always thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. But I did want to sh- the since we talked about the merch. Yes. And like the the links only on my Twitch or in the Discord. If you're not in either of those, the the link is https colon forward slash forward slash merch dot stream elements dot com mm-hmm. forward slash narshredder thirteen shredder with one d shredder with one d yep g n a r s h r e d e r one three and it will be a little confusing because I have my merch on there as well mm-hmm. so uh, you'll see both of those and the title page will say stay pimping player with narshot 13 <laughs> but the the trophy talk merch is on there and uh we are kind of working on a new merch store for trophy talk so they can be separated so it's easier to find yep um, a lot yeah, of so uh, I to shout that out. yes indeed good call and you know lots of um more user-friendly changes coming relatively soon we're not going to touch on that too much here in this episode but you know continue to stay uh, stay involved in the community and stuff, and uh, we got some good things coming down the pipeline. I think everyone will be excited about. Are you getting Zayden a Halloween costume this year? By the way, like, what's going on with Halloween now that it's like in the era of he, COVID? He wanted to. I don't know what happened, but he, he wanted to be somehow a bobblehead pumpkin came up, and so his mom found this costume, and it's pretty. It's kind of creepy. And I think they got it. So I think that's what he's going at. It's like a, it's got like a pumpkin head mask, but then it's like a, like a, like a sack over his whole body. It just looks so creepy. But <laughs> well, it's cool. cool. I'm down with the creep. But um, yeah, yeah. And then I think with Halloween and trick or treating, I'm more worried about like the walking to candy ratio, mm. and not. And I don't think it's gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. like you know with covid and you know i mean all the kids are wearing masks right about 90 percent of them yep and uh but yeah going to random people houses and how many people are actually taking part in it is uh not sure so we my mom came up with a good idea so we're going to 
hopefully he's not listening, but no. uh, <laughs> we got some uh, like glow glowing things and it's kind of be basically like Easter where we hide that in the backyard and he can go find the glowing things and it'll have candy there. Oh, that's and, smart. It's uh, a good idea. Probably. Yeah. I'll have my fire pit and we'll do uh, marshmallows and that whole deal too. So it'll be really fun. That's cool. Getting in the spirit of Halloween and Spooktober. And speaking of that, I thought it'd be a good idea. We've all been immersing ourselves in some survival horror games or some spooky media and stuff like that. But, you know, just to kind of talk about what our media choices are around this time of year. I think we're all a little bit different in that regard. But, you know, who wants to go and kind of discuss a little bit of like their favorite scary movies or maybe it's a TV show or even, you know, a book or something like that? Um, but what kind of like horror media do you guys consume around this type of year or around this time of year? Excuse me. I watch a lot of horror movies during this time of the year. Um, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, they all have some sort of horror library that I can just go through and pick out what I like. And horror genre, the horror genre and sci-fi are probably like the two genres that I'm more inclined to watch just cause, um, those are the ones that I really enjoy watching. Same. And um, I wouldn't really consider myself like a horror junkie. I don't I have not watched a lot of horror classics like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, surprisingly, even though I enjoy <laughs> playing that game so much. Yeah, that's kind of ironic. But, um, yeah, but I do watch a lot of the horror movies that have been made in like the 2000s and so forth. But, um, I will say, like, the one movie that, like, really scared the crap out of me was the first Child's Play movie. That's the Chucky and, uh, one, right? Yeah, that's the Chucky one. And most people don't even know that's the Chucky movie just because of the name. Mm-hmm. It's Child's Play. They're saying, what is that? Like, that's a horror movie? But then as soon as you say Chucky, they know what you're talking about. So... That's yeah. the one movie that probably scared the crap out of me growing up. And is that the, the 2019 one or whatever? I saw maybe it was on HBO or something. There's a movie called Child's Play that was made in like 2019. I don't know if that's like the remake of the original or something. Or I've never seen any of that franchise, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that one was sort of like a reboot. It wasn't a remake of the Child's Play movie. I think it had like a different story. I haven't seen it myself, but. Um, I know that's like a remake or a reboot, but I've only seen like the first three movies and those were like the really good ones. The ones after like the seed of Chucky, bride of Chucky, cult of Chucky, you know, I didn't really watch those. And yeah. Um, yeah. The first three were probably my favorite with the first one probably being the scariest one. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, before even watching that movie, like I had already like this strange fear of like dolls, especially the real life like ones. Oh, for sure, dude. They're so yeah, creepy. The eyes, yeah, the blinking eyelids, the eyelashes. You know, that's that's a bit extra for a toy <laughs> to have, and I, I guess it's kind of like the you know the toy creator's idea of giving like an imaginary friend to the kids, making them see more human but it just came off as extremely creepy and um watching chucky did not help at all with my fear of dolls oh my gosh yeah <laughs> the the first like 
like Chucky, his his whole appearance was just freaky as hell. Like it scared the crap out of me. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a doll, a creepy looking doll, but a doll possessed by a soul of a serial killer. Okay, I was wondering what the story behind that franchise was. I'm like, what's up with this doll? You know, because in my mind, I'm like, you can punt a doll. I just pick it up and I kick it. Gone. Mm-hmm. Nothing to worry about anymore. You know. But this is a serial yeah. killer possessed doll. That doesn't mean you can yeah, kick so, him. You can still kick him, for sure. Yeah, so apparently, I guess the serial killer, like, he knew voodoo rituals. So, like, the movie kind of starts off where he's getting chased by a police officer, and he ends up in a toy store. And then that's where he ends up getting killed. But be- prior to him getting killed, he does a ritual where he transfers his soul into the Chucky doll. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, like, how the whole thing starts. That's kind of like, cool, actually. It's like a really fucked up version of Toy Story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't I didn't know all that. I never got the doll thing as well. I didn't find yeah. it too creepy because it's just a doll. I could totally kick that thing away from me. Right. But it's I like... think my, my one friend basically he shit his pants watching the movie. He was so scared. Jesus, I got to check or this out. Or his pants, I forget. I don't know. It was one of those. Probably both at the same time. He had a, he had a bad experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like people who are scared of bees. I'm like, dude, you can just flick a bee. It's dead. It takes like it's no energy from you. Nah. What do you mean you're scared of a bee? Just punch it. The fucking bees bee. Got, <laughs> bees got like you can't punch a bee. If you, you can, can punch, punch a, a bee, bee. I would give you a hundred bucks. Oh, you can punch a bee. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I drank a bee the other day at work. Is you can gross. drink a bee. You can punch a bee. You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Someone, one of the listeners out there, tell us, can you punch a bee? I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. Okay, so child's play. Here at work now. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're gonna see us on break, just around punching around in the fields, just trying to get some yeah, shit. What's, what's Colin doing out there, swinging at the air? <laughs> oh man, that kind of reminds me though. Like, you're, I had a fear of dolls as well, like growing up, or like puppets, especially. I used to have this like recurring nightmare as a kid where I would, uh, I slept in my parents' bed until I was like five or something, and I would like wake up in the middle of the night and like float and go down the hall in our house and go into this like closet and in the closet would be this like puppet and it was either a red puppet or a blue puppet or a, or I think a white puppet and one of them had donuts and it was like here you go here's some donuts and I was like that's fucking sick but the other two would like do some weird maniacal giggle and like be like <laughs> and I'd get all scared and basically wake up in like a sweat or something so I fucking hate puppets they can go suck it so child's play i gotta check that out that might bring up some childhood trauma for me i think it's a good idea that is a wild like reoccurring dream like story arc you right. just got a whole canon there you yeah a whole movie series out of the red white and blue dolls <laughs> well the scary thing was like yeah maybe it's some weird like deep-seated fear of patriotism or something but like what it was because <laughs> of the red white and blue but the scary part was like you just didn't know which puppet you were gonna get you know you wake up I'm like all right here we go fucking play russian roulette on this again let's see what we get go for the donuts right hoping for donuts but you never know what you're gonna get with puppets so yeah oh, that's great that's, that's interesting great. Mm-hmm. yeah it's funny you brought up nightmares because after watching that movie, I had a lot of nightmares where Chucky was relentlessly chasing me in my dreams. Oh God. And, um, yeah, I had one nightmare where I actually, that was like the moment where I actually overcame my fear of him because as he was chasing me, 
somehow I ended up with the knife and I ended up killing Chucky myself. And then the moment I woke up, you know, I was no longer afraid of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, Colin. Maybe you got to kill them puppets. It's, uh, yeah. Stop being so afraid of them. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. If I have that dream again, I'll try to do the like lucid dream thing of like, oh, I know I'm dreaming and now I'm going to beat the shit out of this puppet. But, you know, back then I had no idea what was going on. So <laughs> very nice, though. Child's Play is a good pull. I'm, I am surprised you haven't seen some of the more classic, like you said, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street um, or stuff like that, though. I, th- I think you got to go back and, and visit some of those. Yeah, I'll check them out at some point. Got mm-hmm. a lot of Halloweens coming up to check out those movies. For sure. For sure. Eli, what about I you? Do, I I do like those older movies, but I don't um I don't relegate horror stuff to October. I I guess I, I'm a horror junkie. I mean not uh like totally I would say borderline horror junkie. Yeah. I like all the all the different scary movies and those are actually some of my favorites. I really like the old the old older movies and watching their like the tricks i think it was a lot more creepy because in my you know the way i like horror movies is more gory i guess i don't really not a big fan of the supernatural bullshit that has been you know plaguing the horror industry you like slashers Uh, kind of right like traditional slashers yeah i would say so if i had to pick my favorite it would be like rob zombie movies so house Mm. of a thousand corpses i think is one of the one of the best ones dude that um, movie scared the shit out of me when i saw that in like i think i was in like sixth grade or something way too young to be seeing that movie but oh yeah oh my god dude it yeah okay all right yeah that one's really that one's really good and there's this like hobo with a shotgun it was like super it was just kind of like a brutal movie but mm-hmm. i like that more realistic approach mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like the supernatural things like i've never experienced that so it's not really that creepy to me or scary. It's kind of like the doll. You can just punt it away. Mm, Super nice. I, like, I don't, it's never going to happen. So what am I so scared of? Yeah. I mean, it could, it, I guess it could. It shouldn't say never. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. We don't uh, know. The verdict's it, still out for me on ghosts. I'm not sure if I yeah. believe in them or not. It has yet to really, you know, have an effect on my life yet, but like serial killers and murders, you know, it happens on the daily. So yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say serial killing happens on the daily. But yeah, geez, I hope do. not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What's that, what's that, uh, that saying where it's like truth is stranger than fiction? You know, like I, I think those like true crime stories sometimes or like the like unsolved mystery stuff, those are creepier to me for sure than like horror movies can be because they, they happened, you know? It's like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're usually like super bizarre too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like with the older '80s movies and the the realistic side of things, you can there was a lot less like CGI and things were more believable because you could really tell it was like a person, you know, doing these. It's not some like animated CGI monster chasing this. It's like you know, person on person deal. The big the, the one movie moment I always point out is um, in. Uh, the nightmare on elm street and one of them i forget he like um freddie like comes through her wall in the like over her bedroom has oh. a slanted wall over her bed yeah and he like kind of like leans in over top of her bed through the white wall and it's just like how did they do that like with 
mm-hmm. a sheet, a really tight spandex sheet. And he like, they actually had a person fall through there. It was just like, that was so cool and realistic. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could tell it was, it was pretty real, but yeah. So nightmare on Elm street, I think. And then Hellraiser is another one of my favorite movie theater movie series. Yeah. I've watched all of those. I've never seen like, any of those actually. They've got a good, I think I like the story with like the whole, um, box and opening the labyrinth and, um, God, it's been a, it's been a minute since I watched movies. But, <laughs> uh, th- I pretty much just watched those over and over again. That's cool. It's, movies. It's good to have a tradition like that too. You know, like this, like to say that you return to that stuff. I mean, I do that with like Star, the original Star Wars trilogy. I watch every like December. That seem those mm. just feel like Christmas movies to me. So I don't know why. So I always watch them. And the same with like Indiana Jones. I always rewatch <laughs> the first three of those. So, Spaceballs is more my. Ooh. It's like my Thanksgiving Christmas movie. That's a good one. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, is Nightmare on Elm Street the first one? Was there a scene in that movie where like someone got killed from the mattress, basically? Like Freddy Krueger came out of the mattress and like pulled him apart, like from mm-hmm. underneath them. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. Okay, I have a vision in my head of a scene like that that just scared the shit. Basically, in like Wisconsin, when I was in middle school and grade school, a couple of my friends were big horror buffs, and one of them introduced me to House of a Thousand Corpses. And that same friend, we watched like Nightmare on Elm Street together, and Halloween, and Friday the Thirteenth, and stuff. And I remember specifically like watching Friday the Thirteenth, you know, and the setting of that is like at a camp, basically out in the woods. And the next weekend, I was going to go take a trip to stay in a cabin in the middle of the fucking woods with, like, four other, like, family members. And it was one of those things where you don't really have it as much here in California, it seems like, but where you would park your car and you would hike into the cabin with, like, all of your gear and all of your, like, food and stuff. And it was, like, a mile and a half to two mile, like, hike from your car to where your cabin was. No electricity, nothing. And then, of course, when we're staying there that weekend, there's a thunderstorm. And I just remember being like, no fucking way, dude. Like, this is not <laughs> happening, you know? I got, like, so scared from it. But, um, yeah, I think those are all really solid. I love horror movies, too. Like, I just, I tend to watch them around this time of year. And this year in particular, I've taken uh, a little bit more of, like, a family-friendly horror approach. So I've watched, like, The Addams Family, and I went back and I watched, like, Halloween Town on Disney+. Plus. Like, some of the ones for, like younger kids quote unquote but i think there's just something about like the kind of campy and kitschy like settings in those movies that are just kind of charming in a way i'd say like my favorite though is probably alien like daryl you saying you like sci-fi and um and horror like that's like the perfect movie for that right it's a good like mix between the two the the later titles in the series got a bit more actiony and stuff but the first alien is essentially like a haunted house movie in space and so that's pretty cool. But yeah, like other than that, I mean, the paranormal activity movies like really freaked me out. I think the first two in particular are like really, really scary because it has that same vibe to it as I don't know if you guys we're all kind of the same age. So like the Blair Witch Project, when that came out, that was like right around the time where Internet was still pretty new, like in its infancy. And there legitimately was the discussion I remember of like, is this a real like is this found footage or is it fake? You know, like people didn't know if the Blair Witch Project was real or not. And then by the same token, it's like paranormal activity was so low budget 
and so like it seems so plausible in a lot of ways that you're like shit was this like fucking real is this did this happen <laughs> you know like holy crap and uh yeah i don't know i remember seeing paranormal activity too in theaters when i was studying abroad in london and that night i got back to my apartment and all of my roommates had taken a trip to amsterdam or whatever for the weekend so i was by myself and i legit had to go like knock on one of my like fellow classmates doors and be like is it cool if i sleep in your living room like i am too freaked out <laughs> after seeing this movie so uh yeah some good memories there <laughs> fun fact about the alien movie um so that scene where the um the guy starts to spaz out the one who had contact with the alien mm-hmm. uh it's an iconic scene where the alien bursts out of his chest yeah yeah the chest burster so I guess the the cast in that movie weren't aware of what was about to happen during that scene, so their action, their reactions to when that happens is actually genuine. Like where they're freaked out, like what the fuck's going on? You know, this alien just popped up this dude chest. It, it was all genuine. It wasn't scripted. So when I read that, I thought that was pretty legit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's cool. really cool. I yeah, I recently bought that movie again on Blu-ray because I my family owned it on. Uh, Betamax or like the the equivalent to VHS from back in the day. And so and my my girlfriend Stephanie had never seen it, so I bought it on Blu-ray and we watched it and it was really good. So would recommend that to anybody. Um what about um, I don't go ahead. I, I have an unpopular opinion, I think. Oh god. I like the Saul videos. The Saul movies. I think they're good. I think they're good. Yeah, I have but no I have no they, problem they, with that. They get they get a lot of hate. But I like the I like the it's kind of realistic you know it's a person a psychopathic person yeah you know you kidnap people and you put them through the ringer yeah i think and they're all like the story behind it where everybody could have gotten out and not been greedy for their own life and worked together as a team and all gotten out like uh, i just thought that was a really good way to build a horror Mm. uh you know horror movie I agree. I mean, I think they're they're pretty solid. I haven't seen all of them. I think I've seen like three or four of the movies. I don't even know how many there are now. But uh, I think the first two in particular are pretty good. I, I think that I'm a little bit mixed on that type of movie nowadays. And like the description you hear is like torture porn, basically, where it's just like you're just watching people get fucked up in like torture chamber like situations and stuff like that. I'm a little less into that like hostel was a little bit much for me and hostel too mm. but saw i think had like a, a decent enough like backstory and idea mm-hmm. for the for the antagonist that i could get behind it yeah and there's one more for october just since we're talking about october movies but the house is october built was a really good movie with a good backstory i don't know what that is i've never heard of it um it was like these there was basically this haunted house that was so scary it was just like you had to go through like um you know you had to follow these signs to get there and they were kind of like hard to find and it was like this guy in the mask and you would see him somewhere and you follow him down an alley he'd be gone Hmm. but it would kind of lead you towards the next clue and you got to this like you know i don't want to spoil it but you got to this haunted house that was so haunted in real life haunted house that it really yeah, really scared people. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give it all away, but it's pretty good. Oh, it sounds cool. Good. For sure. Yeah. Good good shout out there. Um, do you guys have like a favorite survival horror or horror game 
that you, I mean, maybe if you don't return to it during this time of year necessarily, but while we're on the topic of media and stuff, you know, like, is there a favorite franchise for horror for you guys? Killing Floor and Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne's great as a newer, both of those are newer games too, which is interesting. I think a lot of people would argue the heyday of survival horror was in the 90s for gaming. So Yeah, they're not survival horror, but yeah. The only yeah, I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird genre in gaming because like survival horror is like a genre by itself. Yeah, yeah. When it's like really it's a survival game. You know, it's sure. like Minecraft kinda. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But it's horror. And there's so there's like, like a weird spooky... offshoot. Mm-hmm. You're right. And there are like spooky games I'd lump in there too. Like Hollow Knight, for example isn't a survival horror game, but it's kind of like spooky themed, you know, enough so that I would like put it in as like an October or like spooktober game. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Daryl? I probably would say Resident Evil, the earlier versions, but after playing Outlast 1 and 2 this year, I really do like that series and I'm pretty excited coming out with another one. So that's definitely in that whole genre of survival horror because you can't fight at all you're basically running hiding and that's it so pretty cool series for all those who want to get in on the fun (laughs) yep and isn't there i i forget now i know we talked about it on one of our earlier episodes but there is another outlast title coming right outlast what is it called origins or something trials trials yeah i can't remember exactly but be fun yeah for sure for sure at some point, I need to go back and check out Alien Isolation. Like, given that Alien is, like, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and um, I, I like the survival horror genre, I need to go and check it out again. I, I only briefly played it on Xbox One, um, so I should return to it. But I would say, obviously, my answer is going to be Resident Evil, but some solid shout-outs to the Silent Hill franchise, which I would love if they released, like, a classic collection of that on the PS4. I just I've played them like a few times as a kid, but there's not really a good way to play those classic games on PS4 right now. And I would also shout out like Fatal Frame um, and maybe. Mm, no, that'll do it. Fatal Frame <laughs> and Bloodborne is a good shout too from from you, Eli. I think that's like a new classic in its own right, even though it's a very modern game. So good stuff there guys nice discussion about our halloween media of choice leave a comment to us or let us know on the discord what your favorite or media to consume around this type of year is and uh, continue to to watch and to read and to play spooky things for the next what do we got here eight days you only got about a week left of october at the time of us recording this so get it in while you can you must stop playing what you're playing at the 31st you have to that's it. That's it. If I don't finish Castlevania collection by then, I'm fucked. I can't go back. That's it. <laughs> so Wait till next year. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So with that, there there are a couple news stories related to trophies and you know our, our bigger discussions that I want to get to uh, from these last few weeks here. I think the biggest of them is that the PS5 UI has been sort of seen and revealed in a few videos um so general thoughts and impressions there what did you guys think of what you saw of the playstation 5 ui not much not much <laughs> i don't know I, I'm the, I guess i'm the debbie downer hater here but it looked like the ps4 ui 
Yeah. With smaller icons and a little more flashy. Well, the big thing... That's exactly what it looked like. Right. I mean, the big thing there was the introduction of the cards, which are essentially little mini tracking systems within each of the games that you're playing that tell you more about level-specific objectives, um, collectibles you might have missed, and they also include little videos that you can select and play, um, almost as like mini walkthroughs to help you through some of those tasks. So, I mean, it's an interesting idea, right? They want to keep everything internal and want to keep you in their ecosystem on the PS5 rather than looking on your computer or on your phone to look at a different walkthrough or someone else's YouTube video that's not from Sony. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think the cars are cool if you can watch, you can put like a YouTube video in there. Sure. But sure. like how many of these cards are going to be used if, you know, you think the developers, I mean, <laughs> the, speaking of all the crunch stuff going on with, uh, what is it, Cyberpunk? Right. I mean, they're going to crunch to make a fucking card? Yeah. All these developers, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> You'd leave that to the YouTubers for the walkthroughs and let us plug those into the. That would be sick. Plug mm. those into the thing because I don't know how many of those are actually gonna come out outside of the the first party realm. Mm. Interesting. What about you, Daryl? What do you think? I liked it. I like what I saw. You know, the uh, user experience, the UX, as they called it. The yeah. demonstration was pretty cool. Um, I do like the fact that. Uh, Hideaki Nishino, he he said personally that our playtime is valuable and should be meaningful, you know, which is true, you know. Coming from a, a gamer and a trophy hunter standpoint, I think a lot of the features will benefit gamers and trophy hunters. And some of the, the features that I saw that are tailored to trophy hunters, it's pretty cool. You know, the trophy tracking system, we got a glimpse of that. Uh, Unfortunately, they didn't go into it because it was more of the the display, the UI in action. But we did see a glimpse, and I saw um, a pretty cool review on the UI from a YouTuber. I guess during the de demonstration, as he hovered over the cards, the ones that were the trophy cards, you can see that there's... A description of what you need to do but then underneath that there's also a description for like profile avatar or i think there was another reward so there's a possibility of trophies you know granting us rewards in-game rewards which mm. hasn't been confirmed but i would be happy if that was something that were to take place yeah my gut my gut says uh Sackboy will be the only one with that. <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, it's another one of those, you know, is the developer going to do that? We have they to do be... already offer that for some games. I mean, your crunch mm -hmm. argument is a great thing to bring up, Eli, because it's just more for the developers to work on and to deal with when they release these games. But my stance is we kind of have to be careful what we are asking for here. In general, the idea of getting in-game rewards for trophies is great. I think it's it's solid. You know, give me a theme or give me an avatar or something when I get the platinum in a game. What I don't want is like 30 different unlocks for fucking bronze trophies in a game to change my avatar and shit like that. I don't want them to just implement this like widespread, right? I, I, because then it devalues everything. If all the trophies are giving you in-game rewards and none of it means anything. In the same way that, like, you know, we've talked about plenty of times how an I Am Mayo trophy just devalues the whole thing. Getting the platinum in that, like, 
just basically shits on anybody who got the Mad Max Platinum, right? It's like, oh, cool, it's worth the same thing. Makes sense. Like, what? So we need to be careful when, we, when we're asking for these things in general and I think be more specific and be more vocal about we want Platinum trophies to offer in-game rewards. I don't want a ton of them from just low-level and low-hanging fruit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my general take on the UI is it seems pretty cluttered. Uh, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like it so far. It seems really busy. And I hope that there's a way that you can turn off the cards, and at least like visually, you know, they'll still be there or whatever, but I don't want to see them. Um, in fact, I, I think the PS4 UI is perfectly fine. I, I didn't really even want them to change anything from that. You know, it's not saying I don't want them to improve things in the store. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later about, you know, they've already changed the trophy system to some extent, and we can have a little recap on what we think so far. But I don't really think they needed to change much there. You know, that was all fine and, and working. It was really just, you know, what are the graphical updates we're going to get? What are the load time decreases that we're going to get? What are the first party exclusives we're going to get? That's what's important to me. Um, this user interface shit, and especially it's like now I have a, a TV remote basically for my PlayStation 5. Like, why don't I just fucking watch my smart TV? That's not what I want out of my console. You know, like it's, it, it almost speaks to me a bit of like what Xbox One did when they first launched. And we know how disastrous that was of like trying to be like, we're the all in one machine. And look how that worked out for them. Horribly. Specialize in one thing and do it well. Don't try to do everything. It's crackle all over again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, really cool. you. Were, that was Sony's fucking Netflix. Yeah, I mean, oh, I God. still, ch- I still look at it every once in a while. There's like a good movie on there randomly, but didn't they discontinue it? Oh, may- I mean, I should. Yeah, I checked it probably a few months ago at this point. So yeah. maybe they did. Yeah. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> they keep talking about this store. It's going to more personalize your store. Like I fucking, I sure hope so. I don't know what that really means to them because like my, my personalized store right now, I mean, they have that, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's just the new games, right? It's like, what? It doesn't feel very <laughs> like, personalized. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you might like NBA 2K21. It's like, no, I wouldn't. Oh, you might like <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It's like, maybe, but like, you're just offering me all the brand new games. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's not a joke. Yeah, I can't see what this new, more personalized store means. Yeah, there's been rumors of the ability to have a wish list now, which I think is pretty cool, kind of like Steam. So you can put stuff on that list, and then if it ever goes on sale, you get a notification like, hey, something on your wish list is cheaper. That's cool. I don't mind that. Um, Saves me sifting through the sales every time, hoping to see something that catches my eye. But um, otherwise... How else would you get it on your wish list? What do you mean? But other than by searching? Yeah, like I go through the sales and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then oh, I, I see. I oh, see. I should get that. And then I would put it on my wish list. I guess if it's like, oh, I know I really want these three games, but I don't want to pay a full price for them, then I'll just put them on the wish list right mm-hmm. away and then wait till I get the the notification. Yeah, um, I guess you can add it to your favorites, but that's right. Right. I'd say like overall, like the UI and the whole. Honestly, like the whole rollout, everything, I'm pretty like meh. I'm pretty like lukewarm on the next gen thus far. Um, I don't know. As I've been. <laughs> yeah, I I started off a little more hyped, I think. Um, the launch library is somewhat appealing to me. And uh, mm-hmm. the pre-order fiasco coupled with like what the trophy changes were and then the UI reveal have left me kind of like, 
I mean, PS4 is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I do, yeah, I was starting to, I do kind of want it, the PlayStation 5 now, but... Sure. As, uh, I mean, I do trying, too, but... Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. But I just don't think it... It offers a lot for 500 bucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I want it because it's new. Like, that's the problem. And I, I, need, to, I need to realize that, I think. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> whole know? the whole FOMO thing of, like, I don't want to, like, turn on my computer on November 13th and then see all my fucking YouTube subscriptions be like, PS5 gameplay this, PS5 this, this, this. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and it's going to, you know it's going to be that for fucking mm-hmm. weeks as it continues yep. to go on. And you're going to be like, oh, man, that looks cool. Or, oh, the graphics do look good. Or, like, oh, my God, like, so amazing. And then you're going to be like, shit, I should have got one. That's what always happens. Yeah. Um, But whatever. Yeah, so kind of, like, now that we're in... in content creation you know i feel like i gotta be up on the the newest thing now but like in reality that's definitely not the like that's not the actual person i am but you'll definitely fall behind on on trends you know yep but it's it's like what am i'm getting barely better graphics and a little bit of loading speed right it doesn't seem I don't and know. Cards. Yeah, and cards, which I don't want. Um, yeah. You know, and honestly, like, other than De- Demon Souls is the thing for me. Like, that's mm-hmm. the game that's, like, really, like, man, I want to play that. Mm-hmm. You know, Ratchet & Clank is cool. I'm not going to be upset if I have to wait a year or two to play that. Um, not going to play Sackboy's Big Adventure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just don't that care. That one looks cool. I like that For one. Zayden and you, it might be cool. I Personally, I'm just like, yeah. meh. Um, and Miles Morales, I can play on ps4 i mean they've shown me with spider-man that that engine and that game is going to run just fine on my on my yeah. current gen console so i can't believe they're you know. like leaning on that so hard because it's just such a sad release to make your like launch big launch title is well, a point five. it's a point five game well they should have made it ps5 exclusive they should have called if it, it yeah spider-man point five <laughs> if they made it a console like if they made it ps5 exclusive it would be a big deal but the fact that you can get it on both i think you're going to have a lot of people who got fucked by this whole pre-order thing and are not going to be able to get a console this year that are just going to say you know what i'm going to play it on ps4 and whatever like i don't care i don't care enough to like wait to upgrade to play it so we'll see Speaking of uh, our kind of responses here, though, I mean, we we did touch on this a little bit, but we're a few weeks into the trophy level update here, and uh, I'm curious to kind of gauge your response on what you think of it thus far. How have you felt about the changes now that we've had some time to sit with it and earn trophies in the new ecosystem? Huh? What level? What? I didn't even know I had a trophy level anymore. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's right. I still do. I forgot to look. (laughs) Yep. So that's your stance. What about you, Daryl? Those are my stance. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Daryl? Have you been excited about it? Are you kind of down on it? I mean, what's like, what's your kind of general thought? Uh, I I checked it out today, probably for the first time since the update. You know, when I first checked it, I just wanted to see where I was, and then I checked it maybe like a week later today, and I moved up maybe like a couple levels, which is pretty encouraging because i felt like i'd never moved up but i understand why you guys like the old system so much it was like you're working towards something but like now it's just you know anybody can rank up easily with playing my name is mail a hundred times yeah but um it is cool to see it kind of bump up a few levels and 
the platinum definitely does boost you up a little bit. Like, you know, I I can't remember what the point total for a plat is, but it, it jumped up significantly. I think it's like one eighty, uh, right? One one eighty to three hundred. Yeah. 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 So my progress bar was like barely a you know, a little freaking small black dot on the bar and then as soon as I got the play it just filled up immediately. Oh that's cool. Yeah. But um I mean I'm I'm giving it the same attention as I did the old system. Like I really don't care. But I, I do like seeing that it's moving up. Sure, sure. Um I think I am pretty like meh on it. I don't mean to be the meh guy <laughs> with PS5 and trophy stuff, but like I don't. That's my job. It didn't. Yeah, right. It didn't change enough for me to feel strongly one way or the other. Like I think the same problems in the old system are the same problems in the new system. They got to figure out some way to parse out the difference between platinums that take no time to achieve and platinums that take quite a bit of time to achieve. I don't really know what the answer to that is, Eli. You had a good point where I had suggested using the rarity of the trophy as a metric to gauge its value. But you don't know that until the game's released. So how do you do that? It's it's kind of hard, I, and I get that. So I don't really know what the answer is. But uh, there are people who are paid quite a bit of money to do this kind of shit. So figure it out. I don't have any sympathy for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Microsoft. They know how to do it. Right. You know, and um, so I don't know. I I've gone up maybe almost I think two levels since the system changed. Um, part Wait of the a second. Yeah. I went from. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, I think the only sort of like positive thing, and this is a little bit of a cheeky like, <laughs> fuck you guys thing, is that uh, some of my friends who just played a lot of games but weren't trophy hunters used to be closer level to me, and now that platinums are weighted more than they were previously, I'm higher level than them, and that makes me feel good because I'm like, yeah, I'm a trophy hunter. I should be a higher level than you guys just because you have like. 5,000 bronze trophies because you buy every new game on release and, and play it once, you know? So that, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, that's, whoa, whoa. that's kind of cool for me. I have more platinums than you and I'm still lower than you because you have 5,000 bronzes. Colin. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm a little bit, of, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a mixed bag here where like my first year or two of PlayStation, I didn't care about or like did not, didn't care about. I didn't, I wasn't a trophy hunter and then became more into it. So it's a little bit mixed for me, but, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my general general thinking on it. It's not it didn't fix the issues at all. It's a fresh coat of paint. You know, maybe I'll feel differently when I do eventually get a PS5 and bump up into that like silver tier of like icons, you know, for trophies and stuff like that. Um, I guess that'll be kind of cool. I, I still just want to see more. And I think there's more that they can do to fix uh, some of the issues. Part of the other problem is that uh, recently, I've been playing a lot of games that don't have a platinum, but you can still 100%, and this new system fucks you on that the same way it did in the old system. Uh, with an Xbox game, that's still 100% completion. But yeah, with a PlayStation game, me finishing the Castlevania collection 100%, I mean, does nothing for my for my trophy rating. In fact, it fucks me pretty hard because they're mostly bronzes, except for one silver and one gold. So, so hard. So uh, hard. Mostly at this point, I'm just trying to beat Gary. Shout out to you, Invisible Banana. And, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, that, that, that's kind of my thoughts. You guys have anything else you wanted to add there before we move on? Yeah, speaking of Microsoft, they do it, right? But Microsoft doesn't do it. They, 
game yeah. dev do that right so why can't they just copy that same uh those same statistics into the playstation ecosystem i wonder how that works on the game dev side where they have to make separate lists because they're usually the same list right but they must be weighted differently per system so mm. yeah all they have to do is adopt microsoft's system yo how cool would that be if there was one like one trophy like thing where yeah. like, your xbox yeah. and your playstation all combined and your steam and it was it was one big happy family. Why I can't mean, we just all get along here? I mean, you know? certainly Xbox has got the winning name there. Like your gamer score sounds fucking sick to me. Like being like, this is my gamer score, dude. Like this is my the, the summation of all of my achievements in gaming. Is this <laughs> check out my, my gamer? Ga- score. Check out my gamer score. You know, that's like what I'm all about. Like put it on my Tinder page. Um, you know, <laughs> a lot of guys will take pictures with Lambos and shit. I just got my gamer score up there, you know. Hell yeah! No, just That's kidding, right. Steph- just kidding, Stephanie. If you're listening to this, I obviously don't have a Tinder page anymore. So anyway, um, yeah, that's Wait. what's up. Could have swore I saw you on there, <laughs> dude. I uh, yeah, I was not. I didn't have a whole lot of success with Tinder anyway. So happy to be off that platform. I'll just put it there. I don't even know if that's yeah. what people are using anymore. I heard of this new one called Hinge or something. I can't, all kinds of new I can't stuff keep it. Out. I can't keep it straight, dude. Whatever happened to just talking to someone in person? That's so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, COVID. Jesus. I mean, yeah, okay. It is. <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yeah, all right. You guys got me there. But in general, like, just talk to someone. Yeah, even, even on Tinder, then you still run into, like, I was talking to someone. It was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to, uh, can't really meet up until this all blows over. It was like, that was like months ago. I'm just like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, there's there's not going to be. Yeah, I mean, without getting into the whole discussion, I don't feel like you're going to have a whole lot of differences in your life until probably next spring or summer. So get used to it for a few more months. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's about it. I think as far as the trophy level updates, yeah, we had some good discussion in our Discord about that. So again, if you're listening and not part of the Discord, I would encourage you to go check it out. You know, good community there, good discussions, and uh, you can always leave us a comment and let us know what you think about the new trophy leveling system. From there, I think we should move on a bit to uh, what we've been playing. It is Spooktober, like we've alluded to many times this show. A lot of us are doing horror themed games, but who would like to go first and tell us what you've been up to? Let's Rochambeau for it. Rochambeau live on an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You'll just have to take our word for it on who wins. All right, fuck it. Since this, no, I'll, I'll go first because I usually don't yeah. go first since I ask. Please do. Um, I've been playing a couple things. Um, notably, I've still been playing the Castlevania collection on PS4, which is an awesome sort of retro dive into the history of the franchise. And uh, making some good progress there. I only have one more game in the collection to complete before I get the gold trophy for beating all the games. And that'll jump my percentage up from 55% up to 85%. So it's a pretty heavily weighted trophy in the collection. And uh, other than that, I need to beat Castlevania III Dracula's Curse two more times. With uh, There's four playable characters in that game, even though it's from like the late 80s, which is really cool, actually. You know, Depending on which stage... I'm not explaining this well. When you beat a stage, basically, you can choose one of two stages to go to after that. And depending on which stage you go to, there's different characters that you encounter and unlock. And Ooh. they, like, branch off into more paths. So it's, like, really complicated for how old the game is. But 
the the end result is that you have four playable characters that you can pick between and they all have different play styles so i've beaten two of those i'm working on the third right now and i'm doing it legit gary invisible banana i am not using passwords and cheesing it like i hope you don't either because you're a true gamer um so yeah that's that's what i've been working on as far as that goes and it's been a lot of fun to delve into that i think it's in my top 10 favorite franchises now i would say at some point we will have to do an episode where we talk about like our favorite franchises but um anyway yeah that's that's one of the things i've been playing otherwise i've been working on this game called the blackout club which is pretty interesting it's a first person survival game it's it's horror based kind of like mostly survival though and it is uh co-op so you know i've been playing that with a buddy of mine um unfortunately the game does not have a platinum trophy so same problem as the castlevania collection and uh i will say though the trophy list is a little bit more evenly distributed there's you know some silvers a gold a couple bronzes that are easy to obtain but the the general premise is you load into a map of a small town and it blocks off like a certain neighborhood for you, for example. And it'll say it'll like, black it out. <laughs> yes. So it's in the middle of the night and you come in as like two kids, basically, or three kids, whatever you're playing as a number of people. And all of the adults in the town become like hypnotized in the middle of the night. And they start like walking around like zombies and trying to catch kids and capture them and take them to this like underground lair. And your job is to infiltrate the neighborhood, like record <laughs> what's happening and capture and upload some data or steal some stuff and then take it back to your base camp. And you each have like unique abilities. So the person that I generally use has a grappling gun so that you can get up onto the roofs of houses and open windows on the second story of houses rather than go through the front door, stuff like that. And it's really stealth based. So it tracks how visible you are at all times and how much noise you're making at all times. And depending on those two levels, the enemies in the area will be more attuned to you or not. And then there's, you know, optional objectives and stuff like that. And the more missions that you complete, the more you level up and you can upgrade your perks and your stats for your character. So it's been pretty fun. It's $30 on the PSN store. Um, Again, just like Castlevania Collection, from a trophy perspective, I don't know if I would recommend it. But it's a really fun co-op game to play around this time of year. So if you have a few buddies who are looking to play some horror games or something a good option as well yeah and, i was gonna ask yeah go ahead are you a trophy hunter anymore dude it's gonna check your trophy i know hunting car dude i know i made some good All i feel these... like i go in waves <laughs> i really do it's like i'll go for like a couple months where i'm getting a few platinums and like kicking ass and then there's a few months where it's like i'm just playing games more for fun and not really yeah, no. as worried about it like That's i've good. talked about i think it's good to balance it out yeah and uh sure just giving you shit <laughs> and at the same time we've all been playing um for our multiplayer saturdays you know which you can vote on in the discord by the way if you're a member there and we also stream those for the most part on uh narsh Rider's twitch channel but we've been playing rocket league and rogue company and for both of those games i'm only a few trophies away from the platinum so those will pop with time as we continue to play um i'll let you guys speak more to those because i think nar you've played a lot more rogue company than i have but I will sum it up by saying I think the game is really good, and I think from a competitive standpoint, it has all the chops it needs to uh, be a full-fledged esport if it gets the funding and the support that it needs. And additionally, I think the trophy list is really good for a casual player as well and someone who wants a nice platinum that's not hard but a bit grindy 
Um, I think that applies to Rocket League as well. So that's mostly what I've been playing. Um, looking at my list just to double check. But yeah, for Spooktober, I, I aim to finish the Castlevania collection and to then return to Castlevania Requiem, which is Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood, and just keep playing the other three games, which are all multiplayer, and the trophies will come in due time. So that's about it. All right, who wants to go next? I'll talk about Rogue Company. Took me, took my, took my life over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you said, it's an excellent list for for the platinum for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is a multiplayer game, so it's a bit grindy in terms of uh, just playing a bunch, because um, everything else will pretty much come naturally. Uh, you just have to grind the wins and play in a party while you're doing it. And everything will pretty much come naturally. Yeah. Except for maybe like you got to like win around without buying a primary, which you could do by accident naturally if you just, <laughs> or if yeah. you suck and you didn't have enough money. But yeah. Um... I, I mean, the winning trophy <laughs> is the real skill check, right? I think everything else, any sort of casual player can get. Winning 100 matches if you're not good at online shooters might be tough, might take a while. Yeah, if you go, especially if you're in a party with three other people that suck. Right, I mean, <laughs> right. But if you're playing online by yourself, I guess you're not working towards the party trophy, but, you know, you. I mean, you'll end up winning for sure. Like, you just keep playing. Yeah, you'll get I better. Mean, I'm not, we're not that great, and I've been playing for a lot for a while, and I'm only at, like, I don't know, 50 wins. Yeah. I've probably played more than 100. Before you continue, I just really quickly want to count out, or count out i want to shout out that rogue company you cannot earn the trophies in custom games um with your friends or you know i don't even know if there's bots but rocket league you can earn most of the trophies in custom games against bots which makes the list a lot easier so just keep that in mind yes you can and you need there's no bots so even if you could there you go there's no bots. <laughs> there you go uh but yeah also they you know i like that it's not a battle royale. I think that's why I like it. You know, like with Fall Guys, they did something special with the battle royale format, but this just game just did something totally different with the free to play genre, uh, and actually made it a fun game, in my opinion. <laughs> like I just there's it's like quick, right in your face action right away all the time. It's not fly 5,000 feet into this map, roll around, loot, get killed, and then sit in the lobby again. Like, it's it's quick and fast-paced uh, action. Third, you know, hero, team-based, third-person, shooter, objective-based. Mm -hmm. I don't know, CSGO mixed with, I don't know. I want to say Fortnite, but not really. It's kind uh, of, to me, it feels like a mix of Uncharted multiplayer and uh, Overwatch. Ooh, that's... Yeah, that hurts. That no, hurts. no, I mean, just because of the way that it's a third-person shooter that relies heavily on using the angles of if you're over the left or the right shoulder and rolling to dodge with iframes. Right. That's Maybe like the, the, division, the main thing. Then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I guess, but Division was like co-op against AI. You know, the Uncharted multiplayer was actually like a PvP um, experience. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's really fun. I'm almost there to that. Uh, I need I need the hundred wins and a couple more. You know, twenty four hours in the party, and then there's another one. I forget. 
Uh, eight, with eight with rogues. eight different rogues, yeah, so you yeah, will need I to grind pull it. that out. You you get you. There's like a total of fourteen rogues, I think, twelve or fourteen. And, and rogues are just different characters to play as. For clarification, yeah, right. And um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Oh well, yeah, you, and so you yeah. start with six rogues, and then you earn reputation points, or you can just use your credit card and buy them. And uh. Or debit card, I guess. I think they take all <laughs> types of. Cards. And the game is free, so you know, paying ten bucks for a, a free-to-play game that you get thirty out of thirty hours of enjoyment out of feels totally fair to me, personally. So do with that what you will. Yes, and then so you can gain reputation points, and then just buy the characters with that. Uh, it's a it's a lot, but I mean, if you're grinding the twenty-four hours and the 100 wins, you'll have enough by the end of both of those to get two extra rogues. I just bought the most expensive one, which is Dahlia, for 20,000 reputation points, and every other viable rogue is 15,000. So, um, yeah, and I'm only like halfway with my win, so should be should be good to go on that. Yep. And uh, the platinum percentage for Rogue Company is sitting at 0.4% on the app itself. Um, on PSN mm -hmm. profiles, I'm not sure what it's at, but um, it's surprisingly a low percentage given, I think, how easy the list is. I, I guess it's just a matter of time for people to play enough to uh, unlock some of the later titles, or later trophies, excuse me. There are eight golds in total, seven silvers, and five bronzes. So from a distribution standpoint, if you're looking to level up, it's pretty worth it. A lot of golds in this game. What else, Eli? Just Rocket or just Rogue Company? What else have you been playing it? I've been playing Hellpoint as well. Uh, actually, not. I haven't been playing Hellpoint, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be playing Hellpoint. Why did you uh, drop off? Rogue Company, dude. Roco Life, man. It's not Check a Spooktober game, Check out dude. The rap. It's on. It's on the YouTube. Not sure. Thirteen. That's true. <laughs> there is a wrap up. You should listen to. But that's not a Spooktober game, you know. Hellpoint is a, is a much more Rogue Spooktober company, yes. game. Yeah. When I drop off that plane, oh, it's Spooktober for everybody in the arena, dude. That's fair. That's I'll fair. Tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing Hellpoint as well. You know, I got a good chunk of it done one day and just like ran through, just ran through the bosses. You know, uh, they seem they seem very easy, but like I'm totally okay with that. I killed the first boss on my second try and the second and third boss on the first try. But it seems like this game focuses a lot more on exploration and like hidden secrets, which makes the real boss, like in most Souls game, gravity. So yeah, fall damage exists. And it seems like I took a tumble and it didn't seem very high, but it must have just been right over their like cap for it and i died it took all my health i was mm. like dude what are you what i could have taken that fall i would have maybe sprained my ankle this is insane my guy just died like <laughs> falling from the ceiling like that's a, it's a bit much but it uh you know it comes to playing this game because it, it has a jump button and there's a lot of secrets and exploration and uh you know progress through platforming which I'm totally into and, uh, you know, digging with the, the Spooktober attitude because it's, it's more about the atmosphere and 
finding secrets and whatnot rather than just like really hard bosses and torture. So it's a little more relaxed than a typical Souls game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, understanding the areas <laughs> is also kind of the boss. Like it's super, so damn confusing. But I think you can get to the end of the game very quickly. Um, but there's there's a lot to explore. So it just, you know, doesn't seem right to just like head to the end. Um, I know I opened up some new areas and I'm just currently in explore mode, going back and making sure I didn't miss anything. When I know, I know I did. I know I missed a few things. So I'm going back and combing the Irid Novo, as they would say. That's where you're at. Your Irid Novo. That's the station surrounding the black hole? Is sur- correct. Okay. Yep. I did look so, into the game after you suggested it last time, and um, mm-hmm. I proposed it to a friend of mine as a co-op, like, you know, spooky game to play, and he wanted to go with Blackout Club instead. But the choice was between the two of those. So mm. I did look at it a bit more. Sounds like a wuss to me. I agree. Personally, I would have picked <laughs> Hellpoint, but it wasn't. Uh, I'll you know, I'll I'll take it. Whatever you know, it's it's hard to find people to play games co-op with that are not like multiplayer based. So I'll, whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to do, I'm down. I'm just kidding, Colin's friend. Yeah, yeah. Don't hate me. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the weapon selection too is really cool because there's guns and shields and some of the stuff isn't cool because I don't know how the f to use it. But, um, you know, there's crafting and armor and buffs and stuff like that. But I don't really know how to use all that. Bloodborne had a ton of weapons and guns. And I know Dark Souls, I'm sure, have a lot of guns, or not guns, but weapons. I guess they do have bows and magic, which are basically guns with just, uh, you know, magic bullets coming out of them instead of regular bullets. Right. So pretty much the same ranged combat. But in this, it feels a lot less detrimental to try them all out because, you know, when I was playing Bloodborne, it's like, oh, like I'm a strength build, like I need to run this strength weapon. And if I don't, I'm just going to, you know, you died screen all over the place. Right. So, well, the hard part is um, with those games, the, the weapons that you unlock that you want to try out, you unlock later or in later areas or stages of the game which have higher level and more intense enemies and Mm -hmm. at this point you've already leveled or put shards or bloodstones or whatever into your weapon of choice for the first part of the game so it's like not only are you starting with like an underpowered weapon but you're using it in an area that's hard and you're expected to like switch over to it which makes it difficult for those games i agree yeah i guess we'll see as i go on because you do find them as you move on through the game, you're not given them all at the beginning. So you do have to find these uh, as you go as well, just like in those games. But I, I guess you invest in them by using them. So the more experience, you get experience with your weapon, basically, and you get new powers with them. But there's some weird mechanic that I don't understand where you hold, like you have a right-handed and left-handed weapon, and they're tied to... Uh, switching them is tied to the left and right D-pad. And if you hold the left and right D-pad, it pulls up like another menu where you can hit square, triangle, or circle. And I thought it changed something about it, like its ability that you gain through experience. As you go up, you unlock like square, and then halfway 
through you get the triangle and then three quarters of the way you get the circle ability but i don't i don't know what they do i haven't i've clicked different ones and it didn't change much so hmm. interesting yeah i don't know but it's pretty cool there's a lot to it for this game like i've said plenty of times but uh it's definitely worth the 30 bucks it costs is it on the Halloween sale right now on the PSN? Which, by the way, I will just let people know, I, I double-checked on the app. It doesn't show up on the mobile app as one of the sales that are going on. But if you look at the tile cards on there for mm. the store, there's a Halloween sale um, that ends on the 2nd of November. So make sure you go and check that out and download anything that you would like from those games. Yeah, I almost missed it. It's kind of way off to the side like a couple swipes away and i was like oh purple and orange little oh that must be and then yeah yeah found it through there it was almost missed it yeah um i will check live right now if it is on that i don't think it was oh, yeah it i don't think so count as a spooktober game because it's not on there yeah son of a 30, bitch 34.99 full press yep and see the blackout club was 30 dollars, so that was part of the decision as well when uh when we did 499. that hey man it counts Hey, yeah. you know, it every counts. dollar counts. That's uh, that's another game, depending on which sale you're looking at. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck in your continued adventures with Hellpoint. And I'm assuming you're going to continue to stream that game as you uh, work your way through it. And as far as Rogue Company, you know, we do play pretty regularly. So if you're a Discord member, um, we, we organize ourselves on there. And uh, as Ranked comes out, maybe we'll hop on and see, you know, Test our metal, see what we can get to. Ooh, sniper, sniper games coming out soon, supposedly. Sniper game. Oh, the game Snip, mode. Snipers only in yep. Rogue Company. Interesting. That's gonna suck ass. <laughs> just Big get time. just get one shot by all the PC players out of nowhere. Um, it should be noted that as of right now, the game does not have a way to turn off crossplay unless they change that in the most recent update, like a week ago. So you're going to be matched against uh, Xbox players, Switch players, and PC players, seemingly at random. It's pretty obvious when you're playing PC players. Um, so do with that what you will. Um, yeah. Daryl, how about you, my friend? I know you've been playing a pretty interesting survival horror game for Spooktober. You want to talk to us a bit about your experience there? Yeah, I'm playing a game called Soma. I'm curious to see why the game's called that, but it's it's fun. I'm liking it. It's kind of like a mix between Outlast and Dead Space and Bioshock. Okay. The game takes place underwater. It's at some underground facility, and you kind of find out that the world was um, impacted by the comet that landed in the ocean. So pretty much... You're like the last person in that facility, maybe the whole world. I haven't played enough of it to really get an idea of what the game's about. I'm probably like two hours in. I guess the idea is like, I guess if something were to happen, let's say like the comet in this game, the idea of the people who built the facility was to kind of like, you know, get the consciousness of, all the humans in the world and kind of like ship them digitally in some realm. Like, I guess they call it the arc. Okay. And that was supposed to be like their superficial world, not the real world, but like an artificial world 
where their consciousness would be able to carry on and um you know in case if anything were happened in the world you know if they suffer some sort of natural disasters or anything of that nature but uh it seems pretty cool but the game has like killer machines in it and it's pretty creepy I will say that probably the biggest creep factor in the game is the ocean itself. Oh, interesting. Because, um, you know, you can only see what's lit in the game. Once you kind of see past it, it's like a total abyss. You don't even know what's out there. So there's times where, um, you know, I'm, fu- you know, you actually go outside of the facility and you're walking around in the, in the ocean and you, you kind of trigger like these motion sensor lights as you're going around, but then you can kind of get like sidetracked and like go in like a path that's not meant for you, but just kind of like looking into the ocean and what's beyond, there's like absolutely nothing. And, you know, there's been times where I've been in the ocean. I freak out when I can't see anything in the water. So it reminds me of that. And it's a pretty cool factor in a horror game where, not only are you trying to survive these AI beings that are trying to kill you, you know, there's another fear element in the ocean itself because you don't know what's out there. And it's a pretty cool factor into this game. And I like it, you know, just playing Outlast recently, this game brings me back into that survival horror genre. Mm. And I'm digging it so far. It's pretty cool. And it's, it's a fitting game for Spooktober. Can you fight back in this game? I do not think so. I've encountered a few enemies so far, and there's been no way for me to defend myself. So, oh my god, dude! Um, uh, I love it. I you just love hiding. Can't even pun a doll, dude. Yeah, dude. Nope. <laughs> can't even can't even hide in lockers. You basically just have to go around the corner and just hide. Man. So. Well, another element to the game. You're solidifying yourself as the member of the of the crew who, you know, enjoys those types of survival horror games, which is good. I I still just am like, give me a pistol, even if it does almost nothing. Like, give me an option, you know, to fight back. But I think this game is developed by the same team that made the Amnesia series, particularly Amnesia: The Dark Descent. And those games are really similar, where they're first person, they're survival ish like survival horror ish but really about the atmosphere and getting creeped out and um puzzle heavy with no way to fight back so it seems like in good keeping with that um and the trophy list looks pretty good too actually because there's only one missable trophy and it doesn't seem that hard to get reading the guide right now on psn profiles but uh no platinum for this guy yeah that's unfortunate about this game but i kind of like gotten over games not having platinums i played quite a few of them this year and they were all enjoyable so i I don't really care if the game doesn't have a platinum it's added bonus if it does but um yeah i've played a few that i really enjoyed and i kind of like forgot about trophy hunting playing these games because a lot of them were like narrative driven and i always like a good story when i play a video game sure um but yeah there's um like one bronze and then the rest are silvers so it's a really good trophy list and the the missable one doesn't seem hard it's pretty obvious what you have to do um it's just something i'm gonna have to be on the lookout as i continue on in the story 
What is it? You have to find like the last human being or the last surviving human being. Yeah. Pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, without going too deep into the description here in case people are going to play it, it does seem relatively straightforward on how to do is this. Is it a hidden Is it a hidden trophy? Uh no. Okay. So if you're going for the trophies, you're going to read it. Right? Yep, you will read it and additionally it looks like as of the most recent patch, you can play the game on safe mode which is uh, the enemies don't attack you unless you provoke them. So you can actually just play this through as like an atmospheric story game um, on easy, essentially, and still earn all the trophies. So, uh, yeah, looks pretty good. I'm glad that even though there's only 10 trophies, nine of them are silvers, like you said. So the distribution is, is pretty good there. Yeah. Yeah, playing on safe is not fun. I'm playing on normal. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I agree. Um, you want to kill me? Come and kill me. Yep. And while I agree with you that I'm also playing two games right now that don't have platinum trophies, I just think that, like, I mean, Telltale Games have a platinum. Fucking What Remains of Edith Finch has a platinum. Life is Strange has a platinum. They're all story-based games. Why does Soma not have a platinum? Wait, does Edith Finch have a platinum? Right? I don't think Edith Finch has one. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you got... Didn't we race that, though? It was in the race. Oh, you you, you didn't get itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I actually didn't play that game, so I apologize there. Um, yeah, but, but plenty of story-based games have Platinums, so the fact that this one doesn't... Um, inexcusable to me. Add the Platinum. Add mm -hmm. the fucking Platinum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's th another one of those cool, things. Though. That's part of the debate, I think. You know, It's like a five-hour game. So is that worth the same? You know, Platinum for that worth the same as... A 90-hour game? No. Do you really want this to have a platinum? Careful what you wish for. True. <laughs> True. Be careful. I don't. I also don't want My Name is Mayo to have a platinum. Or those types <laughs> of games. The Radalika games to have platinums. So, so we shouldn't give these yeah. platinums either. But then it really then it comes down to like a, an argument of time where it's like, okay, if your game is over 30 hours, then it can have a platinum. And it's like, I don't. I just fundamentally disagree with this idea that like a longer game is a better game. What if you had a tap so, a jar mayo for thirty hours? Be awful. Fuck that. Then you still get a platinum. If you did that for thirty hours, sure, you can have a platinum because because your brain is mush at that point. So good job. You don't even register the platinum in your brain. Yeah, you're like I am mayo. I've become mayo. Is that a, is that a jar of mayo? That yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. Well, yeah, good stuff there. We're all kind of in the spirit of Halloween, in the spirit of Spooktober, and uh, going to continue to play our games. And some good progress there made all around, everybody. So good job. Um, normally during this segment, we would have our quiz, our trophy hunting quiz. But as you guys may or may not know, if you didn't listen to the previous episodes, we concluded season one of that last episode, episode 17. So I would encourage you to go listen to it. But uh, spoiler alert, the winner of the first season of the Trophy Hunting Quiz is Eli Downing. Carol. So, congratula <laughs> so congratulations um, to you, Eli. You now have bragging rights uh, and dominion over, over Daryl and I. So good job there. Didn't you win the fucking race, too, or did Daryl win the race? Daryl won the I race. I want my 20 bucks back, dude. Daryl won the race, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm the loser so far. I haven't won anything. That's okay. That's all right. Um, you got second in both, I think. That's true. I'm, or no, I, wait. I think I got second in that race. I didn't get last in the race. I might have gotten like third or something. But yeah. it mostly came down to the fact that I wasn't willing to play uh, For Honor for like hundreds of hours. 
and uh or what remains that you or what remains you yep i missed on that one too so that's okay that being said we do have some plans for a new segment that is going to be rolling out in 2021 again i'm going to avoid announcing too much here because life lesson for people uh don't announce something until you're ready to talk about it so we're going to wait a little bit we have some things cooking um and we will continue to discuss those on the discord and uh, as the months progress onward, we'll give you a little more heads up into what that's going to look like. So I would encourage everyone again to go and join the Discord. And um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that right now. But congratulations again, Eli, on a victory well earned. So good uh, job. Yeah, the totals here. Wrap yes, it up. give us the totals. totals uh, Daryl coming in third place, bronze with 5.5. Colin coming in second, yeah. silver with six points, and Eli coming in gold in first with 8.5. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's, nice. That's a good score. Good job, Eli. That's great. Good job, Daryl, as well. Good stuff, everybody, all around. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed who are listening at home as well, um, and you got to play along a bit. Excel doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we pimp out our socials and everything to kind of cap off the show, I did want to talk briefly about what the next episode has in store. It's something I think we're all pretty excited to get to. And um, what we're going to be doing for the, the next upcoming episode is we're going to be looking at the list of the first party, Sony first party games on PlayStation 4, excluding VR titles. And we're going to be doing a ranking of their trophy lists. Um, each of us are going to have our individual ratings for these uh, titles and games, and we're going to compile them and do an overall rating for that. And going to spend the bulk of the show next time going over and discussing our rating there on the first party game. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun, um, hopefully generate some good conversation. So, yeah, you can look forward to that coming two weeks from from when you hear this, roughly. So pretty excited about that. And uh, with that, I'll hand it over to you, Eli, first to go ahead and pimp your socials and where people can find you at. Okay, so for uh, Trophy Talk uh, socials, we the Discord uh, is Trophy Talk Podcast. You can find invites on my YouTube videos, or which is Narshrider13 on YouTube, or my Twitch, which is Narshrider13. I have... Uh, Links to them both. They're also in our SoundCloud description uh, for the Discord and something else is there. I think I put our Twitter. Yep. PS Trophy Podcast on Twitter. Um, and then for the merch is merch.streamelements.com forward slash Narshredder13. So get some get some sick coffee mugs and hood, the hoodies. I have a hoodie. I have it on right now. It's a, probably my favorite item. It's very comfy. Yep. Um, and check out the new rap video on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, Narshred13, all 1D. Uh, that's where, if you're social media choice, you can find me there. And uh, that's it for me. Have a good night, folks. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What about you, Daryl? Where can people find you at? Uh, before I get into that i just want to add that i did plat mad max that oh, was nice. the game i was playing nice sorry to, to um, not include that earlier uh it's all good it's all good congratulations oh um, yeah spooktober started pretty late for me because of that so very happy to get 
Mad Max Plat. I know that's a very glitchy game in the trophy hunting uh, realm. So very happy to get that. Halls of Valhalla. Woo! Uh, it feels great. Great to be in the halls. <laughs> the gods. So. Good to be here. Good to be here. Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very happy to get that. Congratulations again. Uh, thank you. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitch. Finally, I'm back to streaming on Twitch. You know, very happy to get back to it. I was having a blast with it when I was streaming. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitch at the tall Simone guy. See you around. Peace. Very nice. Very nice. So you can find me uh, on YouTube at CK present. Check out some historic videos there. Some legacy videos. And uh, you can find me on PSN at CK present as well. Feel free to add me there. And uh, I'll be in the Discord chatting it up with everyone as always. So, yeah, go and check it out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast, guys. Don't forget to leave likes and comments to help us find a new audience. We hope you enjoyed it. Happy Halloween. Happy Spooktober. Until next time, take care. Goodbye. Very nice. Very nice. You say that because the Borat video coming out? The Borat subsequent movie film is out on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Huh?